the fan. We are And here's what you need to know. Yesterday, the Arizona Cardinals signed quarterback Kyler Murray to a five-year deal worth $230 million. Today, Murray spoke with reporters saying this isn't about the money. It's about this. I wasn't really too worried about the negotiations or, you know, what they discuss uh, behind closed doors. Um, anybody close to me, you know, will tell you all I care about is winning and all I care about is going to work and working hard. So that was my focus. Recently retired Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that former GM Kevin Colbert wanted the quarterback to retire prior to the 2021 season. Roethlisberger said while Mike Tomlin had mixed emotions and ultimately was okay with his return, it was owner Art Rooney II who allowed Ben to play his final season last year in the Steel City. Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins going to start training camp on the pup list, as will teammates running back Gus Edwards and left tackle Ronnie Stanley. University of Tennessee accused of 18 NCAA violations of their football program. I'm Dan Beyer. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Uh-oh. Three. The high schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. All right. Welcome to the Full Court Press. It's got me, Jason Walker. Eric Franson is still, still missing in action. Although we know exactly where he is. Well, roughly. He's somewhere in the Golden State, California. At least that's what he told me. Where he actually is, who knows. <laughs> um, made it to a Friday. Gotta love, gotta love Friday. Uh, we're not going to have a show Monday. Uh, we're just going to be off, and then Tuesday, I'll be flying solo one more time before Eric, at least as he told me, he'll be coming back Wednesday. We'll get things back rolling, finally start tag-teaming again. Uh, you won't have to hear me coughing constantly into the mic. Uh, hopefully, I'll do a little better today. I wasn't coughing as much today, but of course, if I say that, I'm going to start coughing, so that's just how it is, I guess. But... Got plenty to talk about, I think, for today's show. Um, we're going to replay a bit of the Blake Anderson interview that we did uh, yesterday. Uh, we, well, we didn't do the interview yesterday. We had the audio of that from Mountain West Media Days down in Las Vegas. Uh, so we didn't get much of a chance to talk about the interview. We just managed to play it. Cut to a break, and then I started talking about Donovan Mitchell. So I wanted to replay just a little bit of that. Um, talk about a bit of a principle of football and, you know, in, in team building and, uh, and maintaining success. And obviously it'll relate directly to Utah, uh, Utah State's attempt to repeat what they did last year. Uh, we're also going to have audio from Holly Mutuapawaka and Logan Bonner. Um, we'll be playing those. I'll try and comment a little bit more on those today as opposed to just laying them out in front of you and just saying, here you go. Uh, and uh, also we've got Top 25 Aggies. We're going to be revealing number 20 today. We've released five players already so far on this list. Uh, to review those, uh, started off with John Gentry uh, number 25, Kyle Van Leeuwen at 24, Connor Coles at 23, the place kicker, 
Uh, Terrell Vaughn, incoming wide receiver. And then Gervin Hall Jr., the incoming safety out of Miami. And we'll release number 20 today at around 425 thereabouts. Uh, also, could talk a little bit about uh, maybe towards the end, uh, there's a potential change in the transfer portal. The one-time transfer rule could be on its way out. How will that impact uh, maybe Utah State, or maybe just talk a little bit about the, you know, the principle? Because obviously, it's something that's kind of been inevitable. We'll just maybe talk a little bit about that. Uh, if you want to text in, uh, make a comment on any of the stuff we're talking about today, feel free to. Chime in on the Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. And if you're lucky, I might accidentally send you a text like I sent one of our texters yesterday. Uh, man, I just set my binder down on the keyboard and sent a very cryptic text to uh, one of our loyal texters. So if you text in, you might just be lucky and be on the uh, winning side of one of my own blunders. Uh, but first thing I wanted to try and talk about today, there was a bit of reporting. Uh, Brian Phillips, he's on. He's always on top of Utah State recruiting. Uh, he reported uh, Utah State picking up a running back out of the transfer portal, uh, Jordan Wilmore. Uh, in case for some reason you wanted to doubt Brian Phillips' reporting, uh, I don't know why you would want to, but in case you wanted to doubt him, uh, Jordan Wilmore's own Twitter account, uh, he made a tweet that he, he like showed a picture of the Utah State scheduling. It was a picture from inside the uh, uh, you know Utah State football facility and a picture of the, uh, the schedule for this season. So uh, he's, a, he's in Logan ready to play. And to just give a background, first off, don't, don't confuse this Jordan Wilmore with the seven foot three Jordan Wilmore who plays basketball for Northwestern State. Uh, this Jordan Wilmore is coming to Utah State. He's a five foot eight, two hundred and three pound running back. Uh, comes out of California. I forgot the name of the high school he came out of. Uh, he was a beast in high school. I went and looked him up because his his last um, instance of kind of getting bulk carries and being a you know a bell cow running back. Uh, was back in high school, graduated in 2019, so it's been a hot minute since he's put up these kind of numbers. But in three seasons where he was the main starter as uh, as running back in high school, he had 2,200 yards at least in each of his three seasons in high school. Uh, it was Every season it was between 2,200 and 2,300 yards. Uh, ended up with more than 6,700 yards uh, rushing in his high school career. 77 rushing touchdowns. He added five receiving touchdowns and a couple of return touchdowns. So he had 84 total touchdowns in three years in his high school career. Averaged 10.6 yards per attempt for his career. Imagine that. On average, dude rushed for a first down every time he touched the ball. That's insane. On average, a buck 77 uh, rushing yards per game for his career. And that's not the most uncommon thing you see in high school. There are a lot of running backs who will put up those kind of dominant numbers. Um, but ultimately, you know, this kid was a four-star recruit. Uh, he went to the University of Utah. So this, has, this actually isn't his first trip to play for a team in the Beehive State coming out of California. Uh, he was kind of the, the third-string running back as a freshman, or at least among the running backs. He had the third most um, 
third most carries, used behind two other running backs, um, at the University of Utah. Um, the his first season, I got a I linked the wrong person in my uh, in my notes. So uh, that's fun. It had his stats there. So his first season in Utah, 49 attempts, 149 yards, one touchdown. Added a couple of catches for 13 yards. So was, you know, definitely the third stringer. Get a few carries every now and again. Played in 11 games, so he's getting some snaps, but wasn't really uh, any sort of real impact player. But he was a freshman, so, you know, and a true freshman at that. Uh, Graduated in 2019 from high school, played in the 2019 uh, fall season with Utah. Uh, sophomore, uh, COVID season, he only appeared in two games, uh, had 18 rushes for 54 yards. Um, but then he transferred to Fresno State. Um, just looking at the situation, it was possible that he was coming in thinking he was either going to replace the Fresno State running back Ronnie Rivers or be his backup. Uh, as it turned out, Ronnie Rivers didn't leave. He stayed for next year. year. Um, he was, it was his second senior season. <coughs> um, getting to stay another year because of uh, kind of the COVID year. So Rivers stayed again. And then Jordan Mims, um, he ended up being kind of the two-punch in the one-two punch of Ronnie Rivers and Jordan Mims. Both of those guys this past season ran for more than 700 yards. They're actually both, I think uh, – Rivers ran for like 788, and Mims was like a little over 700. So they were both in that 700-800 yard range. Definitely it was a two-running-back system there, and Wilmore was left out of that. He wasn't in that two-running-back rotation, really. Had 14 carries for 77 yards all season. Had one touchdown, uh, one rushing touchdown. So he maybe, it seems like he probably went there thinking, okay, I'm going to maybe be the backup or potentially be the running back in waiting for Ronnie Rivers, who had been, you know, the running back for a while at Fresno State. That didn't happen. And now Mims is the heir apparent. He's coming in. He's going to be the guy for uh, Fresno State. And so Jordan Wilmore is now coming to Utah State. Probably the same hope he had going to Fresno State. It's the same kind of thing he's going to have coming to Utah State. Hopefully he's going to try and be the backup to Calvin Tyler Jr., or maybe be part of a one-two punch. Maybe Tyler ends up only rushing for seven to eight hundred yards, and maybe Wilmore. Again, this would be, I mean, this would probably be his hope, is that he'd also have you know seven to eight hundred yards, and be that you know that one-two punch. You know, Utah State's had, you know, you know one-two punch before. They had. Uh, I was back in. Uh, 2018, when they had Gerald Bright and uh, I, I believe it was Darwin Thompson. I always confused him. Yeah, Darwin Thompson and Gerald Bright. I always confused him and Devin Tompkins. That's why I was hesitant myself. So, New Utah State had a one-two punch then with Darwin Thompson. 1,044 rushing yards. Gerald Bright had 888. So, maybe... Jordan Wilmore, you know, a talented kid, four-star recruit, maybe he can come in and, you know, Utah State was seeming, a lot of the projections seemed to be, you know, Calvin Tyler obviously was the number one, but there's really some questions about the number two. You know, John Gentry, the backup running back, made number 25 on our 
top 25 Aggies list, but there's some doubt as to whether or not he would actually end up being the true number two running back. There's a lot of projections that say, you know, he may not actually be the true number two. There's guys behind him that may, may be fighting for those backup um, touches. Wilmore may end up coming in and stealing all of those. It may end up being frustrating because we've had the top 25 and suddenly there's a guy that Utah State brings in, a running back, who may end up being worthy of the top 25, and unfortunately we just came out with it too soon. I guess we figured July would be late enough, but Utah State does have scholarships available to give, and Blake Anderson talked about how it, they, you know, they wouldn't be in a rush to use them. We talked about this in an interview that Eric and I did with Blake Anderson. He said that he wasn't going to rush to use his scholarships. But if they ran into a situation where they could use them, they would. And this is definitely a situation that you would want to try that because Utah State was a little thin at running back. And they bring in a guy, you know, a kid who is very talented. He's obviously not gotten the break he's wanted so far in his career. Couldn't break through at Utah. Couldn't break through at Fresno State. Maybe he can break through at Utah State. He's on his third team. But we'll see if he manages to get it done. Uh, But I wanted to move on to some comments that, uh, talk about some of the comments that Blake Anderson made. Uh, Just a small clip of that interview. It's about a minute long that I pulled out of the interview that I did at Mountain West Media Days. So something that Blake Anderson said, I want to talk a little bit about um, that and a little bit of the principle behind it. So really quick, let's play that clip of Blake Anderson from Mountain West Media Days. You said your team looked different than anybody in the league a year ago, and it created problems for the league. Yeah, I think we did. We were unique on offense and defense in the style yeah. of play. Uh, we, we have a very unique approach to the offensive side of the ball. We're, we're one of just a few teams in the country that spreads the field out quite like we do, play at the tempo that we do. And, and so that's a challenge for people. We're, we're one of the few teams that really dedicates speed and get up field and, and try to attack the quarterback on defense. And so those two things will be people, things that people are a little bit more familiar with this year, but it does fit our style of player, our style of offseason, our approach to the game. And, and it helped us win games that probably we played some teams who were a little bit more talented than we were last year. But we were able to use that uh, style of play, 60 minutes of running and chasing and, and playing at a high tempo. It, it played to our favor. And we won some close games late. Yeah, so Blake Anderson, this is one of the things that that stuck out to me when I listened to this interview for the first time. He talked about having a unique style of offense and also defense. Um, He didn't really get into uh, too many specifics. He did point out that, you know, their kind of spread it out tempo offense was a little bit unique. I don't think those two aspects are terribly unique. There are people that spread it out and play tempo. Maybe they're one of the few that kind of do both and do it a lot. Um, Because, you know, spread out offenses are super common in college, and they're even becoming super common in the NFL. NFL is actually adopting some of the college aspects, which usually usually that's not what happens. But it kind of got me thinking because I've done a lot of thinking about, you know, how did Utah State, you know, jump out of nowhere last year to, uh, you know, stun the world, win the Mountain West. Um, and this is probably one of those things that the teams just weren't ready for Blake Anderson. 
they weren't ready for you know, the, the different things that he did on offense, and so it would catch them off guard in terms of game planning. You know, they couldn't uh, – and then, you know, in-game adjustments can be a little tricky. <coughs> and so I thought, you know, that, that probably is one of the factors that played into Utah State doing well is they were able to surprise teams by introducing things into the Mountain West that just teams weren't ready for. And so what that plays into is it plays into this next season, can Utah State repeat? Because that is the question of the offseason. That is the key. It's the thing that we've all been talking about. We've talked about it on the show multiple times. Fans are obviously talking about it. They're figuring out, all right, are we going to repeat? There's obviously a lot of optimism that, yes, we're, of course we're going to repeat. But it is a question. Can Utah State replicate what they did last year? And I I think it's important when when we're talking about that that we bring up this point of Blake Anderson saying he has a bit of a unique offense and defense. Because people introduce unique aspects to football and really any sport all the time. We've seen fads come into football. You remember the Wildcat from a few years back. It ended up knocking the New England Patriots out of the playoffs in 2008. Miami introducing the Wildcat, or using the Wildcat. Uh, things like the pistol offense, you know, these things come in and they're they're big fats for a while, and everyone starts using them because they're new, they're unique. People aren't ready for them. There's certain advantages that people are able to use and kind of be kind of gimmicky sometimes, and they're able to get you know cheap yards, cheap points, and so they come in. But the the real trick about all these is staying power. Do they have true staying power? Things like the Wildcat did not. Other aspects definitely did. The pistol's still around. Other things like, you know, RPOs and, and different like things like that, the read option, that made, you know, big waves, and even the NFL a few years back, you know, with Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson and all that. Um, that's still around because it has some staying power. There are real advantages to it. And so the question here is with Blake Anderson, is his style, does it have staying power? And I think it does, but the thing is, part of the trick to staying power is can you keep executing and can you stay ahead of the curve? Can you adapt just enough? Can you adapt your style just enough to stay ahead of the curve? This is what some of the best coaches in college or NFL are able to do. Bill Belichick has stayed ahead of the curve for 20 years. Now, it certainly helped the ad uh, Tom Brady. But, of course, you look at college, Nick Saban, he's adjusted as well. You look at his old teams, they used to be defense and run game. His quarterbacks used to be jokes. They were game managers. Suddenly, Alabama's an offensive juggernaut. Still great on defense, as they always are, but he adjusted. So Blake Anderson, he can't come out with the exact same stuff and expect to repeat. They have to be able to adjust. They have to be able to stay ahead of the curve. When all the teams in the Mountain West adjust to what he did last season, he has to be able to stay ahead of the curve there. And so it's great that he was able to introduce a unique you know, offense and defensive scheme into the Mountain West. That's good coaching, to be able to pull in something new, be innovative, and 
It resulted in a spectacular season and one of the best coaching jobs we've probably ever seen um, at Utah State. Uh, 9952 chimes in on the full court press text line. Says, I'm curious about Blake Anderson's plan because this season's schedule is more difficult. And that actually is something that's potentially able to talk about um, is the more difficult schedule because sometimes these great seasons Utah State's had have coincided with a bit weaker schedules. So this schedule, it's a bit more different. It's not super difficult, luckily. It's not horribly difficult. There's only three games that I would consider to be borderline unwinnable. And even then, two of those are actually still winnable, like Alabama and then Boise State and BYU are probably the three games where I'm like really concerned about whether or not Utah State even has a chance to win them. But even Boise State and BYU, I would still consider those. You know, if you told me that they were going to win those games, I wouldn't be blown away, at least in the same way as Alabama. Um, but we're on, we're on top of a break because we've got to get to a uh, commercial break and then to the top 25 players of 2022. Um, but first, got to talk about Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, Valvoline Instant Oil Change is now open on Sundays. They're at 695 North Main in Logan. It's across the street from Angie's. It's quick, clean, easy. And that's how it should be when it comes to an oil change. Stop in today. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. It's tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m., Visit TheElementsRestaurant.com for reservations today. Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac. Power you can count on. Do you have a broken appliance? Save money and repair your appliance with Daryl's today. Maybe you'll decide you need to purchase new. If so, you can apply up to $95 of your service call toward an appliance purchase. We reduce the risk when you choose Daryl's. It's a unique deal only we can offer you. See our store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. 
Hi, this is Ashley Nate, Operations Manager with Cash Valley Bank at our Preston Branch location. In celebration of our new branch in Preston, we would like to invite you and your family to our open house event on Friday, July 22nd. We will have food and prizes at our branch location next to Stokes Market from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. We are excited to bring the Valley-grown bank to Preston. Come and celebrate with us and discover what Cash Valley Bank can do for you. Member FDIC. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has now become the most underrated player in the NFL. By a mile. Colin, he can't stay healthy. So let's attack that narrative. He played 15 of 17 games this year. 15 of 17. Plus three playoff games. This is The Herd. With Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM. 1390 AM. The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. All right, and we're back with the Full Court Press. Jason Walker. We're missing Eric Franson, but he'll be back soon. Uh, If you want to chime in on the Full Court Press text line, that's 435-339-0321. Uh, we're going to reveal the next player on our top 25 Aggies of 2022. As I said earlier, we've released 21. Or, you, you went, went a little early there. I'm almost, I'm almost done introducing. Uh, we've done 25 through 21. As I said, John Gentry, Kyle Van Leeuwen, Connor Coles, Terrell Vaughn, and Gervin Hall Jr. Uh, But without further ado, let's reveal number 20. Let's play the clip. Number 20 on our Cash Valley Media Group list of the top 25 Aggies for football this year is Cooper Lagaw, the quarterback. Number five. And what a story Cooper Lega has in his basic one career big opportunity for the Aggies. He comes on in the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl game and throws that first pass for a touchdown. He ends up 11 out of 20 in the game against Oregon State for 171 yards. That 62-yarder right off the bat to Tompkins. And the Aggies were on their way to having a bowl game victory and a great finish to the year. Cooper, an outstanding high school athlete, state champion in a number of sports, a quarterback at 6'1", 205. He is from Orem High School, and he's number 20 on our list, Cooper Lagar. All right, so Cooper Lagar. I have to admit, I was a bit surprised. Um... I didn't put him on my list. I just kind of figured, okay, he's the backup, so I'm going to include other players on the list. Um, not really too upset by him being on the list. I mean, with 25 players, you're talking about all the starters plus a few extra. So obviously including him on there uh, isn't the worst thing ever. I believe Levi Williams, the transfer, you know, Projected as either two or three uh, quarterback. He also received votes uh, for the top 25. Uh, didn't make it. Spoiler. He's one of the honorable mentions. 
But, you know, we had backup quarterbacks, you know, make the top 25 Aggies. Uh, and, and as Al Lewis summarized, uh, his, his main claim to fame was coming in on the L.A. Bowl, hadn't taken a snap, hadn't thrown a pass. Maybe, maybe he'd taken a snap. I, I think his first snaps came in that game. Maybe he took some blowout snaps earlier. Because Andrew Peasley had gotten injured, so maybe. But his first pass, obviously, his first career collegiate NCAA Division I pass was that 62-yard touchdown to Devin Tompkins. You know, the announcer saying, Cooper Legas, or something like that, where he, he pronounced his name wrong because he, you know, he hadn't gotten that far in the pronunciation guide. Uh, Cooper Lega, or something like that. But, you know, it's Lega. Um, ultimately, in that game, his, his numbers weren't spectacular. Um, he mostly did a game manager's job, uh, which that's about as much as you can hope for from a guy who came into the year as the third stringer and had never taken a snap and I believe was only a sophomore. He's, or I think he was in his second year, and, and I don't know what his technical – uh, classification is because COVID screwed all that up. So you could still be a sophomore. Heaven knows you could still be a freshman somehow. Um, but obviously he goes 11 for 20, 171 passing yards, uh, two touchdowns, an interception. He also added a 34-yard reception on a trick play. Derek Wright passed to Cooper Lagaga, got 34 yards out of that. So overall, decent game from him in that L.A. Bowl. I mean, the real star of that game was uh, Calvin Tyler, who went for uh, like 120 rushing yards uh, and a touchdown. So he was, you know, the guy who was churning through all those yards uh, that helped Utah State uh, power on to a win. So uh, another text coming out on the on the full court press text line eight nine six eight says you're right about easier schedule and having a good season. BYU won a national title in football in the mid-80s and really didn't play a good team. They just beat who they played. Uh, yeah, BYU, I mean, obviously playing in, I think they were in the WAC at that point. I'm pretty sure it was the WAC. But yeah, that, that national title, um, largely off the strength of, of playing, I believe it was Pittsburgh. I want to say it was Pittsburgh. I could be wrong. It was a team that was ranked number three in the preseason poll. They beat them. And that team, again, again I think it was Pittsburgh, uh, ended up not being very highly ranked by the end of the season. Um, but yeah, they, it was kind of like uh, Cincinnati this last year where they, they beat Notre Dame. And because they had such a quality win there, they had to get into the playoff because then they you know, didn't lose after that. All right, so there's our top 25, our, our next entry on the top 25, Cooper Lega. So we're now six players into that. Um, Got to do our, our next ad read before we go to break. Got Grantham Mobile Auto Repair. Grantham Mobile Auto Automotive Repair is on the go and ready to get your car repair tackled quickly. Locally owned and operated, Grantham Mobile Auto Automotive will come to you. Call them at 435-229-4345. This is Jason Wynn.
Cache County Fire District, due to the current and forecasted weather conditions coupled with extremely dry vegetation conditions in northern Utah, the state forester has determined the measures must be taken to prevent ignition of forest and rangeland fires. Therefore, pursuant to Utah state law, the following acts are prohibited. Number one, no open fires of any kind except within established public facilities, improved campgrounds, picnic areas, or impermanently constructed fire pits at private homes where running water is present. Two, smoking except within an enclosed vehicle, trailer, or building, a developed recreation site, or while stopped in an area that is paved or free from dry vegetation. Number three, discharging or using any fireworks, tracer ammunition, or other pyrotechnic devices including exploding targets. Four, cutting, welding, or grinding metal in areas of dry vegetation. Number five, operating a motorcycle, chainsaw, ATV, or other small internal combustion engines without an approved or working spark arrestor. These restrictions are for all unincorporated private and all state lands. This order does not affect private lands within incorporated towns or city limits. Any of the above acts is a violation of state law and is punishable by up to six months in jail and a fine of up to $1,000. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence in a beautiful new office complex at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, advancedfireplaceandstove.com. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. If you're about to turn 65, you have been bombarded with so much mail and pestering phone calls. Ditch the junk. We make Medicare easy. We will answer your questions and get you the information you need. We are your health insurance specialists. Call 752-9493. Having local help makes all the difference and there's no cost to you. We're here for you now and in the years to come. Call 752-9493 or visit lssins.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. All right, back with the Full Court Press. I had to double check during the break. Yes, it was uh, Pittsburgh that BYU played uh, in that 1984 season since we got on that subject for for some reason. The reason I was doubting myself was uh, because I remember uh, when Ty Detmer won the Heisman for BYU, they played someone who was ranked pretty highly early in that season. I wasn't sure who that was or if it was Pittsburgh. Uh, 896, I don't know if that's what you were texting in about since you were the one who uh, uh, brought up the national title. You texted in, uh, yes, the... That's uh, that's all that made it through to me. So it looks like we lost the end of that text. Um, but 
may or may not have been confirming um, my speculation about BYU's opponent in week one of the 1984 season. That's just further and further back. Strange how time works. Um, but we want to get to some some audio that we got from Mountain West Media Days. Uh, we're going to start with Holly Motuapuaka, a name I think I'm slowly getting better at pronouncing. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play that clip, and then we'll talk shortly about it. And then we're going to get to Logan Bonner uh, afterwards. So let's start with uh, Holly. I'm going to start with this. Before high school... <coughs> seven-time world fire knife champion in the junior division and then since then number one in the men's division championship three times it's over the Polynesian Culture Center that we always have it there uh, explain all this to us what's that all about all right how's it going everybody it's Halimoto Walker here so um, what it is it's, it's called the Samoan fire knife dance and um, pretty much what it is it's a it's an ancient um, tribal dance done by in Samoa um, where we use something called the Nifo Oti, which translates to the tooth of death. So what we spin around is um, an actual machete blade in a hook with uh, uh, attached to a staff that we light on fire. So yes, that's that's what it is. Why? I mean, is that is this something you used once to defend yourself? Or? Yes. Really? So yeah, so it's a it's an ancient weapon that was used by the warriors of Samoa. So um, it started off as a martial art. So what we do is. It's called the Ailao, uh, Samoan martial art. So um, when the warriors of Samoa would go to battle, they would, they would do certain moves and um, ways to wield their, their knife. And when they would come home from battle to celebrate victory, they would um, showcase their mastery of their weapon by um, spinning it around and everything like that. And in, in the 1940s, uh, someone came up with the idea, Chief Freddie Letuli, to add fire to it. And ever since then, it's been a competitive sport. Football's easy after that. Oh, it, they're both they're both difficult in their own different ways. It's a little different. <laughs> we talked to the coach earlier here and talked about the defense's approach last year: create big plays and third in the NCAA in tackles for loss per game. Um, improved the number forty-seven pass rush defense, which you're a part of, uh, but lost some talent in some spots. Got playmakers this year to do it again. Yes, for sure. I'm very confident in the squad that we have on defense, you know, especially with um, our coaches leading us, like uh, Coach Banda. Um, we're we're going to be very good, and I'm, I'm very uh, excited to showcase um, our defense to everybody this year. I guess Coach Anderson has impressed upon you guys. All of a sudden now, we're the team being chased. It's a different approach from all the other people in the league, and you don't want to get caught by surprise. But, uh, Sounds like these programs are ready to take another step. Yes, for sure. You know, um, it was it was really fun winning the championship last year and um, becoming the Montez champions. But after um, everything was done and we came back in January back to workouts with Coach Jackson, it was it was all about putting that in the past and uh, focusing on this year. And you know, sometimes it can be kind of hard with with um, some some of the players. You know, when, when you're at the top, it's easy to get complacent. But uh, one thing I always tell tell the boys is. Um, that's something that we can't do, and that to, um, there's always meaning behind everything we do, and uh, just ready to hunt and get into park camp to get things going. As you were going through the process last year, did you sense this? Because this is a statement you made to us all. He said, "Our team looked different than anybody else in the league, and it created problems for our opponents in the league." 
Yes, most definitely. I think our, our team is is different. Um, we have a, cert, a certain chip on our shoulder when we play. So that's it? So yes, that's it. Tell us about the guys on the defense, basically in your room, as we say, that we're going we're gonna to hear about this year. We have a very talented squad on our D-line. Um, starting with the edge rushers, we have um, um, Byron Vaughns and Pat Joyner coming back, but we also have a new addition in um, DG Daniel, uh, number nine. He is an awesome addition to our to our to our squad, and um, I'm very very excited to see them play this year. Um, and then we also have um, on the D tackle myself as well as um, Philip Paya, number ninety, Pokesi Bakauta, and um, two other newcomers that came in, uh, Tavion Coleman and um, Sandy Duyaki. They're um, they're going to turn some heads this year. Just just look out for them. Last question. You're from Honolulu. Is there any recruiting stories that are unique or interesting that led you to come to Utah State? Yeah, so um, the reason I came to Utah State was because of um, former coach Frank Milet. He, um, he did a great job of recruiting me, and um, he, I feel like he brought a lot of the Polynesian players in here now, but the coaches nowadays, still, they still do a great job of, um, of recruiting the best players for our team. Holly, it was a lot of fun watching you guys last year and what you accomplished. We wish you the best this season. Thank you so much. Go Aggies. Yeah, so some bit of fun stuff from uh, Holly Motuapuaka. Um, the fire knife stuff was kind of interesting because I hadn't really known about that until this summer. Actually, I believe it was when he um, when he, he did like an event at, uh, I think it was a car dealership here in the Valley. Uh, I can't remember which one. Um, he's doing his stuff with like, I believe, NIL. But it was really cool. Um, he's able to show off that and realize that he was like a multi-time like world champion fire knife um, person. So, uh, and then just hearing more details back. So obviously, you know that he, you see he's really good. I saw a video of it. It was really cool. But then, you know, hearing a little bit of the the background of that, some of the history and some of the the cultural aspects of it. Because obviously, fire knife dancing is uh, or fire knife competitions. I don't know if I want to call it dancing. I don't know if that's the right word, but um, you know, it's obviously not something we do here in rural northern Utah. But it's obviously a part of his of Holly's culture. And so it's really cool to, to hear a little bit about that. And then also, you know, he, he talks about, uh, you know, an area of the defense that I'm somewhat concerned about. I'm a little concerned about the front seven. Um, they lost a lot of their, you know, they lose Justin Rice. They lose Nick Henniger, two really big names uh, off that front seven. And they're really going to have to work to replace those guys. Um, so it's nice that he has a lot of confidence in those guys uh, coming in. You really like to see that out of a guy who's going to be a defensive leader. Um, so you like to hear the uh, the confidence on his voice. Uh, before we get to Logan Bonner, though, uh, 8968 uh, texted, and again, going back to our, our discussion on BYU's national title season, that says, yeah, Pittsburgh was rated uh, third to start the season, barely lost to the Y at the end of the game, and they, uh, Pittsburgh, only won three games that year, which, yeah, I, yeah, I double-checked on that, yeah, like 3-7-1, and one, uh, they were out of the rankings by early September. So, yeah, they, they really took advantage of winning against the number three team because they went from unranked BYU to, like, number – I probably looked up and now I've forgotten. It was, like, either 17 or 13, uh, like, immediately in, in the second week of the rankings. Um, but enough about BYU. Let's get to Logan Bonner, uh, the audio he did, and, and some of the interesting things that he talked about uh, when we uh, down in Mountain West Media Days. 
Aggie quarterback Logan Bonner is from Rowlett, Texas. This is not the first time we've heard about Rowlett at Utah State. No, it is not. Uh, one of the good Aggie quarterbacks that comes out through here, uh, Kent Myers. Uh, we grew up together and we were uh, pretty close and we still are close today. Was that any, in, well, of course, you came with Coach mm -hmm. Anderson, so maybe there was no recruiting influence from, uh, did, did Utah State recruit you before you went to Arkansas State? Yeah, they recruited me a little bit when Hype, uh, Josh Heupel was there. Um, I wasn't really interested as, uh, as I sh probably should have been. Um, I had other opportunities, some closer to home, but uh, I, uh, I'm really excited to be in Logan. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Your statistical um, history at Arkansas State and Utah State is, is it really interesting. It's a very good ratio mm -hmm. of touchdown passes to interceptions. What, what is it about your approach to the game that turns out numbers like that? Yeah, I just think it's overall just playing playing ball. Um, a lot of preparation goes into it. Um, a lot of uh, work throughout the year from January to all the way to December is the last game. I think that uh, I've also been blessed to have some really good teammates of mine and help me out and make me look good. Um, I think that overall just a combination of that, uh, putting the ball in the right spot, knowing what to do and helping the team put them in the best position to win. I think that uh, I do that more often than not, and I think it shows. You uh, you left the uh, bowl game with an knee injury in the first half. What have you had to go through to get past that and get ready for this season? Yeah, a lot of rehab. Um, I had uh, surgery back in January, and uh, I'm ready to roll. Uh, a lot of rehab in Logan and in between Dallas and Logan, and I think that uh, it's gone really well. I had a schedule, and I'm, I'm ready for the season. Now, I'm not sure you were concerned about it at the time, but... Mm -hmm. Cooper Legault came in and, and, and did a heck of a job. Were you surprised at that as a guy that practices with him every day? Uh, you would say no, but a little bit of me was surprised because he didn't get any reps all year. Uh, he was a three all year until like the last few games. But I'm not surprised how talented he is. Um, so I was, I was surprised in the fact that he got so little reps and how well he did. But I'm not surprised in the other aspect of he's so talented and he's a great player, and I'm really happy for him. I was really excited for him after the game. He deserved all of it, and I think that uh, it was uh, really special for him, and I think he's going to be a really great player. Continuing to talk about quarterbacks, Andrew Peasley leaves. Mm -hmm. Levi Williams comes from Wyoming. Yeah. Tell us about that guy because we saw what he did against the Aggies in the game in Logan. Yeah, he torched us. Uh, it was a rough one for us. Uh, definitely wish we would have had that one back. But um, I'm glad he's on the team. He's a really athletic player, um, really talented, strong arm. Uh, I think he's a really good addition to the room. He can run. Uh, he's very smart in what he needs to know to do and stuff like that. So I think he's a really good addition to the room, and I think he's really talented. So we're excited to have him. I don't know how many athletes and coaches have a relationship as long as Logan Bonner and Blake Anderson. But it continues this year. Aggie fans are happy about that. Tell us about him and uh, your relationship with him over the years yeah so our relationship dates back to I would say 2015 uh, I was still in high school he was recruiting me and um, it's been a long time I think that uh, we've just been through a lot together um, he's been through more than one person in a lifetime should go through um, and he's probably one of the strongest man I know I think that uh, it's really special that he's here um, Aggie fans are lucky to have him we're lucky to have him as a coach and uh, that's one of the reasons I came out here, because I knew how special he was and, 
and his staff that he brought, and I think that our relationship's really tight, and I think it'll it'll last a lifetime for sure. A lot of us who think we know a lot about football, we, I mean, I've been around the Aggies for decades. I've never seen anything like the change from the year before to last season. We didn't anticipate that. You guys in the program must have seen something that was happening. Yeah, I think we figured out real quick that um, during spring ball, that first spring ball, I think some of the guys that knew that I was with Coach Anderson before, um, we kept things the same. We did the same things at Arkansas State that we did. At, uh, we changed up a little thing, some little things here and there, but I think that uh, what happened was is the guys just felt the energy. They felt the heart from the coaching staff. They felt the the willingness to come out and work every day and actually love the players and actually care for them. And I think that they just went through such a tough year the year before we got there. Um, they were just really refreshed and, and ready to roll. And I, they asked me multiple times, like, hey, does this work? And I was like, dude, I, I won a championship with him doing the same method. And it, it works. You just got to buy in. You just got to buy in. And I think that uh, we bought in all summer. And then when we came in the season uh, after that Washington State game, it was like, all right, like, we can do this. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter about the media. It doesn't matter about even our own fans. They don't think we can do it. Like, it matters about us, these 110 guys in the room, um, that all that matters, and I think that really showed. It was fun watching you guys last year. Mm -hmm. We wish you the best this season, Logan. Thanks. Thanks so much. All right, so that was Logan Bonner. Um, kind of interesting. He ended up talking about almost everyone except himself uh, for that uh, <laughs> entire interview. Um, certainly some interesting things that uh, he uh, – So, some interesting things that he said uh, in, in talking about his two backups. Uh, some interesting stories for both of those guys. I mean, Levi Williams comes in. Uh, Levi had a big bowl game. Um, and Cooper Lagarde, you know, didn't have a big statistical bowl game. But he, um, you know, he obviously led Utah State to a win over Power 5 team. Um, and so, as he was talking about you know, both his backups his two primary backups, backups at least, kind of got me thinking that, you know, sometimes people will kind of brag about their QB room. And they say, oh, our QB room you know, goes two or three deep. There's multiple guys I feel like could start. And this is maybe one of the first times where I felt like, okay, this QB room actually kind of goes three deep. There's three guys that you'd feel comfortable starting. Now, Cooper Legault, maybe you'd want him to start limited. You know, you wouldn't want to throw him in and have him starting like an entire season yet, maybe. He stepped in, did well for the one game in the L.A. Bowl. Did a good job. Uh, Levi Williams could be more of a, you know, real emergency starter. Um, play a full season. Heaven forbid anything happened to Logan Bonner. I mean, you, you, we do have three guys that could actually start. Um, Bonner obviously being, you know, the star caliber. But there's two guys you'd feel comfortable in any given game if – Bonner goes out, twists an ankle, or has to you know leave for one or two games. You have two backups that could both end up coming in and doing well. But we're gonna go to a break really quick. We'll talk a little bit about the transfer portal on the other side. First, we gotta talk about Mountain West Motor. Mountain West Motor, Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership, is located at 615 North Main Street. Great selections of trucks and SUVs, specially customized for your next adventure. Whether it's hauling trailers, kids, or roaming the mountains, Mountain West Motor has a unique selection of vehicles. Visit mwmotor.com 
or stop by 615 North Main Street in Logan. Avoid the stress of renting a shampoo machine and cleaning that dirty upholstery yourself. This is Dial with ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry's hot carbonated extraction process will make any piece of furniture in your home look close to brand new again. Sofas, love seats, recliners, or even car seats. ChemDry of Northern Utah is happy to clean your carpets, but don't forget about making sure everything in your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. For the second year in a row, Advance Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalist for Best of Northern Utah in the AC and HVAC category. They thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company. You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advance Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advanceheating-ac.com. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engagement ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engage Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Hi, this is Deputy Salanoa from the Cache County Sheriff's Office, inviting everyone to join us for the annual truck pull for Special Olympics Utah. This year's charity event will be held Friday, July 22nd at 8 p.m. in the parking lot south of Maverick Stadium. Teams of 10 people will compete to see who can pull a fire truck 10 yards the fastest. Teams can sign up by visiting this radio station's website and clicking on the community calendar. Everyone is invited to come out and cheer the teams on. Sign up your team now and come watch this fun event again on July 22nd at 8 p.m. at the parking lot south of the Maverick Stadium. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. All right, we're back. Full Court Press. Uh, it's the Napa Auto Parts Bucket Sale. Buy a Napa 5-gallon bucket for $5.49. Get 20% off three or more items that fill the buckets. A few exclusions do apply. So last point before we end the show, uh, there's it's kind of old news at this point. Uh, the transfer portal, the one-time transfer portal rule could be on the way out. Uh, there was the one-time rule where you could transfer anywhere and not have to sit out, but on the second transfer, you'd have to sit out. 
That's kind of not been in practice because they've basically just been granting waivers to everybody, so it's not really been in practice. But it could just be on the way out. You know, it's kind of interesting to me when I was, I was thinking about it for a couple of reasons. Like, one, it, it's hard to argue against players having control over their own future. You know, restricting freedom is like, it's like un-American, at least in principle. But, you know, when people are kind of arguing against this, they're arguing against it because this will result in a lot of players harming themselves through their own poor choices. You know, it's inevitable. And then there's also coaches and programs that are, that are going to abuse the system and it's just going to create more chaos. So it's, it's a lot like NIL where you can't argue against it from an ide- ideological standpoint or a philosophical standpoint, however you want to, you know, phrase that. But it's going to have negative consequences. So, you know, it, it, it just comes down to letting players... <laughs> excuse me, oh, geez. I made it like the whole show without having a coughing attack. Um, yeah, there's... We're giving the players more freedom. And we're giving... You know, programs, basically free agency. But it's just going to be interesting. We're going to see stories time and time again of players hurting themselves and the abuse of this system. Even if it's ideologically nice, there's unfortunately always negative consequences. You did. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Yesterday, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals finally came to an agreement on a contract extension. The deal will keep Kyler in Arizona for the next five years and pay him around $230 million. Murray is one of the more exciting players in the league, so it's hard to say the contract isn't worth it for the Cardinals. But when you look around the league, you have to wonder what this means for the Ravens' Lamar Jackson. We can sit here and argue about talent all day, but there's no denying Jackson is a more accomplished quarterback than Murray. The former Heisman winner, has led the league in passing touchdowns, led the Ravens to three playoff appearances, and won the league MVP in 2019. Murray hasn't done anything close to that. It's impossible for us to predict how those two stars will age, but when you examine their track record and look at the numbers within Kyler's extension, Baltimore may want to start clearing up some cap space soon because if Kyler Murray's extension is any indication, keeping Lamar Jackson in town is not going to be cheap. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. And now, a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that you actually want and something that you can actually use, something like cashback match. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cash back. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations to apply. It gets harder to lose weight as we get older. And if you're trying to get fit this summer, get M-Drive Boost and Burn. Burn fat, boost energy, and it supports healthy testosterone. M-Drive Boost and Burn. Clinically tested ingredients support weight reduction, testosterone, and lean muscle. Try M-Drive's exclusive deal for my listeners Get your first two weeks of M-Drive Boost and Burn for just $5. Sign up at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. First two weeks, five bucks. 
It's the Napa Auto Parts Bucket Sale. Buy a Napa 5-gallon bucket for $5.49. Get 20% off three or more items that fit in the bucket. Some exclusions do apply. And if the hot weather's killing your battery, get a $20 rebate on a new Napa Legend Premium or AAA batteries. Seafoam fuel treatment, $8.49 a can. Hard-to-find diesel oils from Shell, Chevron, Valvoline, Amsoil, and Schaefer's all in stock. And if you're looking for work, join the Napa team. They're looking for drivers and counter salespeople. Napa Auto Parts, voted best of northern Utah. Bright Green Cars, that's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the Bright Green Cars outside, and some even talk about the building, but the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend, with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars. Home for Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.